0: So now that everyone's here, we can, uh, start the heresy. What? Um, mm -hmm. Guys, we have to kill the DM. He's a heretic. You know, I have been controlling every single heretic you've fought for the entire campaign. It shouldn't come as a surprise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So suspicious.
0: Very suspicious.
1: We have a character in this world, and we will find him, and we will annihilate him. Oh, God.
2: Start looking...
0: We can do a little bit of uh, a Ketho interlude bit, which is going to be happening while the other people are down in the auction. So Ketho, you had um, stayed upstairs with Natalie Corvus and a woman had to come up to you guys and sort of uh, surreptitiously touched Natalie on the shoulder and said, "Uh, let's find a meeting spot. And so you were all um, brought, off to one of these side lounge sort of areas. You're in the room with uh the four staff actually. This is not a particularly large room. It's sort of like a small like living room area size. With like couches sort of around the place. Currently there's actually nobody in the room. Everyone is out in the grand ballroom area watching the performance that the uh entertainers are putting on. Hmm. Once you get into the room, the woman who got your attention takes off her mask slowly, and um, you recognize her as definitely Felicia Tolbin, one of the missing acolytes from Inquisitor Margolin's retinue. She does not look good. Her face is very, very pale, Uh, looks like she's about 30 pounds lighter than she was whenever the picture was taken, so bones clearly visible on her face. There's looks like a, a very small trickle of dried blood underneath one of her nostrils. And she puts her hand on top of one of the chairs to steady herself. As she does that. Natalie Corvus removes her mask as well and uh, leans forward with concern and sort of puts her hand on Felicia's shoulder and says, Felicia, are you all right? What happened? I hadn't heard from you in weeks, over a month, even. Is
1: what the happened? door closed at this mo- At the moment.
0: Um you closed it on your way in? Yes. Okay. The door is closed. So I
1: also remove my mask.
0: Mm-hmm. Make me a uh scrutiny check based on fellowship. Any modifiers? Add plus fifteen to the test.
1: Uh, I'm we'll use a fate point on this one. Alright. Oh right. Got yep. it.
0: You got, like, seven degrees of success, I think. (laughs) Thank you, points. Yep. You can tell she's been through hell and back. She looks like she's just barely, like, keeping her composure right now. And actually looks like she's in intense physical pain right now. The look she has in her eyes, you've seen once when you uh, found a prisoner who'd been tortured extensively. Had the same sort of terrified, haunted look in their eyes. And with the way she's holding herself, she is definitely—it's not just emotional pain. There's physical pain hurting her right now. And she she looks at you and says, "Who who's this? Who is he? I don't know him."
1: I look to Natalie.
0: Natalie nods and says, "He's he's a friend. Come to look for you and your cellmates." And she sort of like sighs with relief a little bit. Says, oh, "Thank the Emperor that." They sent someone in after us, but I, you might be late, too late for a lot of my, uh, my comrades. Who's done this to you? It's, it's, I, there were, they took us to, um, dungeons, dungeons in House Marin. I don't know who did it, but I want to kill them. Whoever it was had, uh, this black mask over their face that seemed to drown out all the light when you looked at it. I don't know who it was, but they tortured us for weeks.
1: Where are your comrades?
0: Oh, uh, Victor, Victor's dead. They, uh, they killed him when, uh, they found us. We thought we knew where the, uh, where some shipment of Xeno goods would be, but it was a trap. They were waiting for us. Uh, Victor went down fighting. He was the lucky one. The rest of us got captured, um, Adolphus, the, uh, cleric, who's, um, iron-willed, wouldn't give up, and after a couple of weeks, they just killed him. They couldn't get anything out of him. Romulus, our psyker, they took him away as soon as we were captured. I have not seen him since. Don't know what happened to him. But then, uh, they, um, tortured me, too. I managed to hold on. I was just about to break when I managed to make my escape. I, uh, strangled the guard watching over me with my handcuffs and managed to make a break for it before they could raise the alarm. And so uh, I went straight to here as soon as I got out and left the note for Natalie, but they, they did something. They implanted me with these horrible. And then she just like coughs up a fist sized lump of congealed blood onto the back of the chair. Some foul creatures and you see like underneath like her neck there's something like wriggling inside her neck give me a willpower test
1: i also like to say at this point i take out my bolt pistol just <laughs> to be ready <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: projectile vomit so how many degrees of failure is that there?
1: That's uh, six six or seven?
0: I think that's uh it looks like six degrees of failure, I think. Well that's that's how many insanity points you take.
1: Oh that's okay, good fourteen. I almost have a second personality.
0: Now you're a proper Inquisition agent.
1: I'm working on a new part of my brain.
0: Alright. You remember a very very distant memory of uh actually seeing someone die from some kind of parasite in the same way back in your youth and it just shakes you to your core so you, you've got minus 10 to all tests when you're still in this room
1: oh okay do i recognize this particular parasite at all
0: just make me a um intelligence check at minus 10 because you might actually have encountered it before nailed it that's a uh, natural one okay You actually have seen this exact thing before, these exact symptoms. It's a creature known as a Sanofian boreworm, which is a creature. It looks kind of like a foot-long sort of worm with a lamprey mouth when it's outside of a host. And if it makes its way onto a host, it'll quickly burrow inside them and then dig its way inside them. And then after sometime inside the host it'll break into a number of pieces each of which will grow into a new worm once that happens then the host is basically guaranteed to die and felicia tolman looks like she's in the final stages of a Synophian boarworm infection so even the best medicae in the spire couldn't save her now jeez the um Synophian themselves are um since you got such a high role, you know that they're um considered very uh, heretical to possess and there's law enforcement authorities are actively trying to suppress and bring to justice anyone who cultivates or distributes them. Wonderful. So you you have definite evidence of the whoever captured her was using heretical creatures.
1: Yeah, mask or the person had a mask of pure black that drained the light or seemingly drained the light out of that room. I convey some of this information to, to Natalie. I say she's she's not got long.
0: Is there anything we can do for her?
1: Uh, I look at Felicia and I say, sorry, but I think it's too late. We need to try to identify the person who did this. What can you, t- what can you tell me? Can you tell me what they're planning? Can you tell me where they picked you up?
0: Uh, give me a... Uh... Charm test at um plus ten balanced out by the minus ten you've got from fear for, so just a straight charm test. try and buoy her spirits as much as you can <laughs> Nailed it. That's a close
1: one. Oh,
0: hey, technically a success is still a success oh she calms down a bit still obviously in pain, but with a grim resignation to her fate in her eyes, and so she um reaches over and uh, snatches a uh, cocktail napkin from somebody's drink that they had left in the room and then uh, pulls a little pen out of her pocket and starts sketching a very crude map. Or actually, not crude, surprisingly detailed, considering how much pain she's in and the tools she's working with, but like properly scaled and everything. It's a map of the House Marin dungeons, which the whole place is... uh, Practically a maze, but she points you to the um refuse drainage shaft that she used to escape, and um says that it uh if no one found it, then the grate is still probably open after she got out of there and then points to this cell where she was held last and says um she doesn't know where Romulus would be, but um he's likely gonna be somewhere." in the high security section of the dungeons, if he's there at all. They might have moved him out of the dungeon. They said something about him being very valuable when they took him away. They knew he was a psyker.
1: I asked her, do they know who you work for?
0: I didn't tell them, but they seemed like they knew. None of us told them, but they did seem like they knew exactly what we were up to. The questions they were asking were too specific for them to just be generally probing. She coughs up a bit more blood on the back of her hand. Do you
1: have any uh, idea with which radical <clears throat> forces these Merin's uh,
0: collude? Well, we were investigating them with the, uh, the Faceless Trade, so we found they were in uh, in very deep with them. Eldrick Marin definitely deals with them. We know he uh he had uh regular transactions with them. I don't know exactly what. A few other members of House Marin were involved, but it was chiefly Eldric Eldric's doing, but we knew that he wasn't the only one behind it. He's ambitious but not the brightest. Someone else had to be pulling strings and we don't know who. Interesting. We were intending to capture Eldric Marin. And uh, get some answers about it. We thought we knew he'd be uh, making a clandestine pickup from one of the faceless trade people, and we hoped to grab him there when he didn't have his usual array of hangers-on and hired thugs. But uh, they were waiting for us, and so we we weren't able to capture Eldrick. But I am sure if you could put the screws on his thumbs, he would have many, many things to tell you.
1: Mm-hmm. She, she sort of
0: grins sadistically at that.
1: <laughs> Do you know anything about uh any Oberon involvement in this?
0: The Faceless Traders had clients in all the noble houses, so presumably some some in Oberon. House Which Marin says... was sort of organizing the um the deals, but uh Oberon's no more innocent than any other house. There could be some in there, we don't know for sure. We knew some of the architects behind it, but we didn't have the full picture.
1: As she mentions uh, that all houses were involved, I give a uh, a look to Natalie. Like, a, is there something you want to tell me?
0: And she's like, well, I don't know of anyone who's involved in House Corvus. I know my dear brother is a... Uh, he likes to have a good time a lot, but he's not into anything heretical. I'm quite sure that his loyalty to the Imperium is genuine. But um, perhaps some of our um, retainers, lesser nobles affiliated with our house, I could make some very pointed inquiries into our house associates. I might be able to turn things up in there.
1: I don't respond yeah. to Natalie. I sort of just turn back to Felicia. Letting it slide for the moment, but that's... You know. It's definitely not over. Uh, Eric, am I ranged to, um, or would it be safe to send anything from my uh, my microbead? Even if I didn't expect a response, just to transmit information, to pass this information on to the party?
0: Yeah, you're in a spot that's safe right now. Okay, but it would be, um, would
1: it be safe, like, would someone walking yeah. next to Tyrus hear, like... Rum, 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 rum,
0: no, they wouldn't okay, you also you see um Tyrus's through the camera you've got on Tyrus's chest. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on, but they seem to be at a buffet.
1: I'm like, I'm I'm doing the work here, and they're eating away
0: Spoilers. so what what are you yeah spoiler um what are you um gonna say to them?
1: I have to remind myself of this, or remember this too, Matt, our plan was observe and only uh. Apprehend at the uh, the auction if there's
3: straight up heresy. That is correct. A full on assault would not make much sense because there's only a few of us, and I'm sure that there are potentially dozens of them. So we're I know, trying to figure out
1: the source from all of this.
3: I know Martin actually <laughs> proposed the idea of attempting to purchase heretical items, but we'll play that one by ear. Okay,
1: I convey faces traders. Uh, I've made contact with Felicia. Beware anyone with a a mask as dark as Oblivion.
3: I just radio and when I hear that. And I say, darker than my own. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and House Marin
1: is complicit in all things heretical. We haven't seen Eldrick Marin at the party yet, have we?
0: You did, uh, very briefly.
1: He wasn't wearing this black mask, was he? No. Okay,
0: he had a sort of very ostentatious costume. well, we were also actively avoiding him, remember Yes, that that's true. also that
1: I might have to
3: turn that around a little bit. Mm-hmm. actually, he won't even remember
1: who you are so. <laughs> that's fine. That's almost even better. I could uh bluff my way into getting information. Oh, okay. um I tell him I'll stay in cogni and'll let <laughs> I'll see if I can get any information out of Eldrick stay safe
3: emperor be with you
1: and also with you i look at felicia what else can you what else can you tell us the inquisition needs to know everything
0: she coughs some more <clears throat> just from what i could tell when i broke away from prison the um Mirrens or my captors or whoever didn't know that they were under further investigation they thought they had the matter wrapped up so I haven't heard about you from them, so you must be keeping a low profile. For once. hmm
1: <laughs> Can I tell how much longer Felicia's got? Minutes. Okay. i trying to formulate a, a plan.
0: At this point, she sort of eases into one of the chairs as she starts coughing furiously.
1: I ask her, do you have any, uh, from what you've seen, what, ad- what advice do you have us uh, for us moving forward?
0: Kill them all
1: that can be arranged.
0: <laughs> and, uh, when you find whoever had that mask, she, um, pulls out a, uh, slim dagger from one of her pockets and hands it to you. Hilt first. So uh, give this to him, courtesy of me and the other acolytes.
1: Oh, give, give it to him as in stab to death.
0: Point first. Gotcha. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm an excellent gift giver. This will make sure, I'll make sure this gets to him. I hide the dagger on my person. I ask Natalie, "Does she have any questions for Felicia?" Or I look at I look at Natalie and say, "You're a witness."
0: Natalie just looks to Felicia and says, "You've you've done enough." You can tell she's not particularly good at giving um, motivational speeches or buoying people's spirits, but she says that Ah, uh, you didn't die in vain." The Emperor will be pleased with all you've accomplished.
1: I chime in. You've done much for the Inquisition already, and your work will continue to serve. Now, I don't know how to phrase this. By which hands do you wish to perish?
0: You can use just that knife I just gave you. That'll make it go easier.
1: I take the knife back out, and I go to... um, Oh, jeez. Where's the most humane? Well, no, I can't. I don't want to make it look humane. I have a plan. I have a plan. Uh, Oh, and I had some good last words, too. Uh, So I go. I go uh, and prepare to slit her throat.
0: Natalie just sort of looks at you in shock, like, you're doing what? And, like, she doesn't say anything, but, like, looks clearly like, whoa, man, whoa, man, What, what you doing, man?
1: I attempt to give her a reassuring look that... I know what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm glad Eldric Merritt doesn't remember me. Do you know what my plan is? Do you want to know what my plan is?
3: Uh, what is your plan? I'm going to... Making
1: Felicia's death look vicious. I'm going to get him into the room and pretend as if I am a colluder, like a new, a new friend in the heretical side of things to try to get information out of him. <laughs> offering him, offering you know, saying, "This seems like you lost this," you know, using Felicia as proof that I am heretical.
3: I see. Uh, except he is down in the basement with us. Oh crap! Is he? Oh no! We, we saw him. He is right in front of us, actually. So you may not have an opportunity. It is a good idea, though.
1: If I can get any of his other retainers, I can still make it work.
3: I'll do just a
1: generic emperor guide you and then I will slit Felicia's throat.
0: Alright. She sort of clenches her teeth in pain when you do that, and um her eyes close and she rests her head back as blood flows down the front of her body with um this sort of grim but satisfied look when her eyes close and she passes away. It didn't take a lot of blood to mm. Finish. She was very close to dead.
1: I put my mask back on and I motion uh Natalie to do the same. Mm-hmm. I say to her, "Find a retainer belonging to Eldrick Marin and bring him here." Oh. As I say, I take a seat in one of the couches, bolt pistol out, and I try to look cocky, mask on. You know, like big tough guy. You know, rogue. Mm-hmm.
0: Payback time.
1: A little bit. I, I have a plan. I have a plan. So that's why I tell, I tell Natalie to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. You link up with this sort of group of um, people all going into this auction, and you see uh, just in front of you, there's two women sort of whispering to each other, like, I wonder what they'll have this time. These gatherings are always have such exquisite things for sale they're both very like almost quivering with excitement and shortly after this little junction you walk into a open sort of area it's essentially a reception room that has um just a lot of um comfortable looking like chairs around the place a few of the guests who arrived down the tunnel earlier than you are already like lounging about in chairs there's a little servitor trundling around with a tray of champagne. On the walls, there's a variety of sort of abstract sculptures and some oil paintings on the walls. They're all paneled in like a very dark wood, like mahogany. And uh, the carpet under your feet, you feel like if you weren't wearing shoes, you could like, your toes would sink fully into the carpet, like a very thick, very lush carpet. And they have sconces on the walls that are illuminated by uh, lamps very very dark though overall like a very shadowy atmosphere
3: And about how big is the room
0: uh, it's not big it's like 20 feet by 20 feet right now you're a ways underground you went down by about three stories worth of stairs you're guessing to get to this point so you're significantly under the event hall at this point
3: point. and about how many people do we see
0: there's about Seven guests out there before you, and more arriving by the minute, until by the time everyone's in here, there's uh, close to 30 guests in attendance. And um, standing along on the walls, against the walls, rather, with statue-like poses are six soldiers, all dressed in um, plain gray armor. They're wearing the same attire as the two people who, when you were originally putting cameras up around the place, you saw two guards... In this gray drab armor, talking. Um, they're wearing this armor, not house guards. They've all got, in contrast to the like ornate musket-looking ceremonial but still functional las guns that the house guards were carrying around at the party. These have very workman-like LAS guns. Some of them have swords. A couple of them even have like a couple of grenades on their belt. Serious
2: business over here.
0: Yeah so martin make me an intelligence test
2: with no mods
0: well, no you well. one of the guards has a sword somewhat different than the others a little bit larger than normal and has this crest on the hilt of it you recognize it as a crest of one of the minor warlords of Iocanthos. it's a very distinctive crest if you are familiar with this sort of stuff which you come across a book on the various heraldry you know, at the Imperium during one of your investigations. And so this is a, one of the warlords from Iacanthos. And actually, um, you remember that this was also the warlord that um, your intelligence briefing said that the acolyte Victor Drax had served under. Hmm. So this guard is carrying the sword marked with the crest that um, of Victor Drax's former employer before he joined the Inquisition.
2: Hmm. So, is that an acolyte in disguise, then?
0: The guy carrying the sword doesn't match Victor's picture. Uh, Victor was their, like, hired muscle. Well, not really hired. He was part of the cell, but he was the, the muscle of the group.
3: So our player knowledge, we know who he is, and we know that that's not him carrying that sword.
0: That is correct. Okay. Tyrus and Zarkov, you recognize it as one of the two guards who was Speaking in the hallway earlier, saying that the, the boss was telling him to pull out because just after this auction, they were going to go to ground because one of their suppliers had gone missing on the way back from a delivery. Hmm. Was that us? Uh, yes, it was Starkov, more specifically. <laughs> yeah. When, when did that? Ha-
2: when was was that down on the planet? Yeah.
0: Yes. The, yeah. That was um, when he found the two guys by the the bike and. Separated them into a few extra pieces with the chain and then took the bike.
2: Yeah, I, I remember now. <laughs> well, under
0: the impression that they could be cabbage farmers. Yes, that was my That's idea.
2: My cabbages. <laughs> Little
0: did you know. <laughs> Poor bastards nice. didn't live long though. <laughs> yeah. And um right. basically as soon as the last person gets into the room, the door at the far side of the room opens. And a um, person dressed in like somber black robes with a a white mask opens the door and says, "Uh, our esteemed guests, you may uh, enter through this door now. Uh, There's some refreshments available before the auction begins. And then uh, steps out of the way and gestures through the door. Mm -hmm. Guests start filing into the room.
3: I try and make sure that I go through the door, not first or last, just kind of merge in with the rest of the group casually.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You go in, um, Eldrick Marin doesn't seem to notice you guys as you go in. Good. Um, Tyrus, you notice, like, as Eldrick is moving in, everyone around him sort of seems to instinctively part away a little bit and, like, shrink back from him as he walks through, giving these sort of, like, odd glances at him.
2: Considering Um, he's now a massive pussy
0: (laughs) to them.
3: Well, I guess it's interesting that despite the fact that he's wearing that mask, everyone, ourselves included, know exactly who he is.
0: Yeah. He has a very, like, distinctive bearing to him. The masks cover, like, the eyes and nose area, but leave the mouth area open. You can sort of see him, like, glowering underneath it, and anyone who's met the guy in person recognizes that glower. So, you all get into the room, which is sort of a, um, it's shaped like a quarter circle, about the same volume as the previous room it's like a pie wedge quarter circle shape and the curved end of the wall is all glass looking out over a room with a uh the lights are very dim down there but you can see a center platform and a number of seats around it which you guess might be the auction hall and uh, no one's down in there at the moment but in front of you there's a buffet table Filled with things that are definitely not found in an ordinary buffet. <laughs> All the food is there's something just a little off about everything there. You haven't ever seen anything quite like it. There's one thing that's like a looks like a fish that's been cut into like many many even sized cubes uh, with a pile of toothpicks next to it. There's this um, plate full of uh, nuts that kind of shimmer when the light catches them just such a way there's a paired stone bowl and metal flute the stone bowl has this metallic colored liquid that's slowly bubbling and uh, you can't quite see what's in the metal flutes next to them and uh, various beverages uh, alcoholic drinks we have the wine bottles proudly displayed on the table you haven't even heard of a lot of these vineyards all the bottles are like at least 200 years old none of you are particularly familiar with it but um zarkov uh, you you might have seen one of these served at a party back on malfi when the planetary governor was in attendance oh uh, and they they brought it out for him you recognized the vineyard's name but this is wine so fine that they don't even put it on the top shelves they have a separate room for it
2: <laughs> oh jeez what room's this oh it's the wine room hey, there's one bottle in here yep
0: <laughs> yes So a number of the guests go forward and uh, they take glasses of wine and start perusing the food. There's a couple more mundane stuff like wines and cheese and cracker pairings and whatnot. But those are like the sort of arranged as though they're the centerpiece of the buffet. And the plates of cheese and crackers are afterthoughts clustered around them. Anyone want to try a bite?
3: Well, Tyra still has the problem that he refuses to take his mask off to eat anything.
0: They have, like, the lower part of the face exposed.
3: Well, we specified that mine is actually covering the whole thing as, like, one
0: piece. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got the special order mask for that. So you are you are you're not removing your mask to eat or drink or anything.
3: Under no <laughs> circumstances will I do anything to compromise my cover.
0: <laughs> um, All right. Uh, Martin, Zarkov? Uh,
2: no, I'm not going to partake. I'm on alert.
0: Yeah, well... The only thing see,
2: I might do is just take a, a piece of each thing and then just put them into individually marked vials.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, as you um, go and take a little cube of the fish, like take one of the provided toothpicks <laughs> and uh, poke the little cube of meat, you're quite sure that that little tiny piece of meat in this tiny little voice starts screaming. Oh, oh sweet. <laughs> Do I hear it? Everyone does. Oh. <laughs> it's very, very, very quiet. But um, as soon as you do that, then, like, other guests are like, ooh. And they, they walk over and, like, another person, like... Ooh, it must be they fresh. Up, they, like, stab, at, like, another cube. And that cube starts screaming, too. And then they just straight away eat it.
2: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Is it, like, people that have been turned oh. into food? No, it's it's, like... I mean, you, you don't know that.
2: But it's, it's just
0: a, a fish. Uh. You know, fish. it's
2: like lobsters quote-unquote scream. That's not them screaming. That's just all the water in their body turning into steam.
0: <laughs> Which is better, somehow. <laughs> so You see people, like, take the nuts in their mouth and just crunch them, and give sort of, like, a, a little, like, giggle of surprise when they eat it. And the, the bowls of this metallic substance, you see people, they, like, Take the metal flute and um, down the contents of the flute, and then very quickly drink the entire bowl afterwards. Uh-huh. The entire bowl of what, though? Well, it, it's a—it's definitely a liquid. Uh, it looks like dark metallic color. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, so, do, I don't
2: require foods. or
0: Nobody going to eat anything? I
3: told you, I'm taking samples.
0: Yes, you are, but Zarkov, are you going to eat something? No. No? Uh, okay.
3: I think everyone's just scared of the food.
2: Uh, I mean, uh, if my food screaming, I would be too.
0: Especially, yeah, after, after the food screaming. Yeah. yeah. Everyone sort of starts eating a little bit of food and mingling around a bit. There's some idle chatting. There's people sort of, like, speculating what sort of new things they might have brought to the auction this year. One person says, like, well... It's uh, been a long time since I've been to one of these, but I know the, um, I mean, the last time they had some sort of exquisite hunting rifle, I've never seen it's like anywhere else. Maybe they'll have something interesting today. Uh, other people speculating about like art pieces that they might have on display. There's also on the rooms that aren't glass, there's more art visible.
3: I go up to one of the walls with the paintings, and they go mm-hmm. out to inspect them.
0: Okay. You go to inspect it, and... Um, At first, it appears to be sort of like a a normal painting of a group of people in the dress of the gentry, all by a slope by a, a, a river, sort of enjoying a picnic. But the more you look, the more things you start to see that are a little bit odd about the picture. Like, you're pretty sure at one point, one of the women sitting down has three arms. But you blink again, and then you see that it's just a normal person. You think there's like the eyes of some sort of creature in the shadows. But again, you blink and then don't see it anymore. <laughs> More troubling than your usual psychic shit.
3: Yeah, is there like a signature I recognize on any of these paintings?
0: Uh, you don't see a signature at all.
3: How many of these
0: paintings are there? There was um, about seven of them in the previous room. And this room has like another five. As you're sort of sitting here examining the painting, then a man sidles up alongside you looking at it. Oh, it's, don't you love Delacour's work? It really uh, offers a fascinating window into people's lives, don't you think?
3: Can I make a roll to see if I recognize the name he just dropped?
0: Sure. Make an intelligence roll at minus 10. Mm. Something about the name seems familiar, but you're not sure where you've heard it or in what context.
3: All right, I'm gonna pretend like I know who this guy is talking about. Oh yeah, that guy. He's
2: yeah, I'm gonna
3: say say, oh yes, I've read much about him, but I've I have rarely been able to actually <laughs> witness them in person.
0: Hmm. Yes, well, I hope to be able to witness them uh, at some point. They're very rare, very difficult to get a hold of. The, the more close-minded among the uh, population believe that it's dangerous to have this sort of painting around, but. They just don't appreciate true art.
3: Remind me, uh, what year was
0: this work made? Oh, um, I'm not sure quite precisely. This one, this seems to have the style of one of his more recent works within the last six years or so. Very, very irregular releases of art, certainly.
3: Okay. Yeah, I I only asked that because I wanted to get a time reference. Like, is this painting a thousand years old or but it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like whoever this artist is is probably still alive.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the way the guy is talking about him too sounds like he's still making art. Right. Hmm. The far banks of the river are very hazy and indistinct, but you think you see this beautiful island with like bright sandy beaches, which kind of contrasts wildly against the rest of the color palette, which is very rich but dark hues. Uh, but this seems like almost a gleam And uh, you feel this baseless but intense sense of fear. And then suddenly you blink and the island's gone again. Hmm.
2: So he just got that from that painting?
3: Yeah, I keep keep seeing weird stuff in the paintings and then it disappears.
2: Yeah, that's Mm. not creepy.
3: No. (laughs) Can any of us check the data slates in a way that isn't suspicious? Like, Do other people have data slates or other devices out?
2: The, the 41st morning a... is just like the 21st. Everybody's looking at their phone.
0: Okay. Most people aren't, but you see there's a small group in the corner who's um, watching some sort of video on a data slate in the corner and chatting amongst themselves about it. So you you wouldn't be the only person with a data slate if you pulled one out.
3: Okay. I'm I'm going to still keep looking at these works up on the walls. So maybe one of you guys can do that and just check up on our cameras. Yeah.
2: I mean, I can could potentially do it pretty covertly with my optical mechadendron and then it would just be sitting in like one of my arms like in my coat
3: yeah that sounds like a good idea
2: or even outside it doesn't matter it just looks like i'm holding a data slate i guess i can do that since that's kind of my expose but i was also kind of looking around if there was any technocyte types i don't know in in ministratum
0: it's very hard to tell among um all the guests because they're all wearing elaborate costumes and masks Mm Mm-hmm. You feel like you're the only real like mechanicus person here. Um, I jumped out there. <laughs> yeah, All right. So yeah, you you go withdrawn to a corner and look at the data slate. You see uh, at this point nothing's happened, but if you like review the last half hour or so of the footage, you see that twenty five minutes ago, then there was a small group of people dressed in sort of maintenance worker outfits who brought in some crates of stuff into the right area and then like pushed aside a box stack of boxes rather um, almost right underneath the camera uh, revealing a secret lift and they like put the stuff on it and hit a button and then the box went down into the darkness below and when the mm. lift came back up the boxes were gone they, they pushed the boxes back over, covered the elevator back up with other boxes that are just lying around afterwards Weird. <clears throat> no, they didn't stick around afterwards, they left very purposeful quickness, actually.
3: Yeah, I recommend you, when you get a chance, relay that message back to <clears throat> Ketho to check his data slate to take a look at that.
2: Yeah, that segment. So what's he up to in... He's within Combeed range, I'm guessing.
0: He is, but the um, the connection's a little bit fuzzy.
2: Uh, beyond check your data slate, I mean... Zero, zero, zero. Going through a tunnel, guys.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, Zarkov, what were you doing during this time?
2: I was kind of m- mostly hanging back, looking for malicious uh,
0: people with malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Make an awareness test, then, or rather a scrutiny.
1: scrutiny. How about the three guys who want to destroy all the great heretical art?
0: Well, <laughs> we're acting very suspicious. Yeah, that's, that doesn't bother me. So you said scrutiny? Yes. Alright. It uh, doesn't seem nope. like anything. <laughs> Looks like everyone just sort of sitting there enjoying the food, chatting around a bit. Sort of at this point, then the fire door opens and um the same white masked, black robed person enters the room and says, uh, my honorable sirs and madams, the auction is about to begin. Please, if you will, proceed down this corridor and take your seats. And the auction will begin as soon as everyone is seated. And then the uh steps aside and again gestures down the corridor and uh everyone starts filing that way
3: as we're walking uh did anyone relay that message to ketho yet
0: yeah i tried to
3: oh right because the connection was kind of meh Mm -hmm. okay good
0: ketho you you get the message but at the moment you are currently speaking with a dying inquisitorial agent and so you'll check that when you're done you exit this area and go through a a winding corridor that very slowly descends. There's more sort of like art pieces. Um, It's all like painted like very very skillfully, but they're all just a little bit off. Things like, like a regular sort of painting composition, but the subjects are clearly not human. There might be things that are like disturbing, sort of like the paintings of old battle scene type things, but like there clearly is the influence of chaos among some of the people present and um they have one particular painting that shows there's a moment from imperial lore where a, a demon tempted one of the higher cardinals in the uh Minastorum away from the emperor it's sort of like a painting of that moment stuff that is quite clearly heretical to show but they've got all those paintings on display here oh geez mm-hmm. the paintings are all very well done though so I mean, very I... very talented heretical artists Mm. the gifts of the chaos gods (laughs) so you all uh, walk down into the auction area which is a little bit brighter than it was previously you see above you as you enter the room the curved glass viewing into the um, banquet hall where you just came out of from this angle the glass is very very dark though and it's difficult to make out who's in there but you can see the outline of the buffet table sort of and the silhouettes of some of the guards who were left behind. There's an identical bubble of darkened glass on the other end as well, but that room behind that glass is in darkness, so it's very difficult to see what's back there. Martin, your optical mechadendrite lets you see a little bit better than most. As you go towards your seat, you look up that way with your um, lenses cycling between various filters, and at one point you do see... The silhouette of a, a man sort of standing with his hands behind his back, just overseeing the proceedings mm-hmm. from that room. There's another person wearing a long cloak in a similar pose next to him. There's um these uh, very comfortable-looking chairs around. There's, there's like pairs of chairs, really, with a table between them, sort of all around the perimeter of the auction hall, and a, a circular platform in the middle. You see there's a number of guards, you count eight in total, or stationed all around the room, all armed similarly to the previous so, people.
2: Actually, just to clarify, where was that figure?
0: Is there like a balcony or something? It's essentially a balcony closed off by glass. It looks like the VIP box. It's a VIP box, stadiums. yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the, the glass is tinted from this side, so it's very hard to see up in there. Yeah. And, um, on the opposite side of the room, there's an identical looking window through the buffet place that you were just in and that's where you saw the silhouettes of people there
3: do we see eldrick Marin anywhere punch him in the face
0: that's uh part of the awareness test i made for you guys zarkov you catch sight of eldrick Marin sitting down at the far end of the room in one of his <laughs> chairs you notice that each chair has like a numbered paddle next to it like they are typically used in auctions to signal that you're placing a bet on something.
2: Yeah, the little placards.
0: Mm-hmm. So where do you sit? You sit together, spread apart, one end of the room?
2: Well, I want to have a good view of the room. Whether or not the other group wants to stay with me, I don't know. But I want to keep no one
3: behind me <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a good idea. Because And meanwhile, I'll take the opposite approach and just get as close as possible.
0: All right. You find a seat, and actually, you snag the last seat in the very front row, so you, you've got a very clear and open view of the auction floor area. Now, uh, Zarkov, you find a space that's as far from guards and as far at the back of the room as you possibly can. Awesome. You notice that uh, everyone, consciously or not, is, like, avoiding all the seats around you. You're not quite sure why. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> I was either going to sit next to Zarkov, but one seat away, or (laughs) go sit with uh, Tires. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, I'm going to
0: sit up front with Tires, I guess. Alright. There's no seats left in the front row, but you see in the the row behind him, like, a, a couple seats. There's, like, three concentric rings of seats around the center, basically, with little aisles between them. Yeah. Eventually, all the seats do fill up. Some people sort of, like, hesitate a bit before they take the seats next to Zarkov, but eventually everyone (laughs) is in attendance. And um, there are exactly enough people to fit in all the chairs. And uh, counting around, you notice there's 12 people in each concentric ring, total of 36 seats. And so as soon as everyone's seated, the lights dim a bit. The deep voice of the auctioneer comes over the speakers somewhere. Greetings, esteemed ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, again, to the most exclusive of auctions. For those of you, first time it is, then we uh, welcome you here. Uh, don't know who you had to bump off to get a spot, but congratulations on that. And then there's a little, a bit of polite chuckling from around the room. And it's like, well, for <laughs> he's, all he's you're just referring it's casually. casually, casual murder.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's like, he's just casually saying, like, I don't know
0: who you had to kill. Zerkov, you are very, very used to this.
2: You're um, like, you're just smiling, and then me and uh, Matt and I are just kind of, like, grimacing slightly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then he says, oh, well, um, but without further ado, then let us bring out our first item. It's at this point that you get Ketha's message through. Ketha, so what exactly do you relay to them? What's the exact message I get from them? Martin, what was it that you said um, that you want to say to him?
2: ...to check the Mark segment of video on his data slate.
0: Mm-hmm. Ketha, you, you check that, and you see what he's talking about. What do you say to them about what's happened?
1: Um, sorry, can you just tell me again what I saw on the marked uh, video? Uh,
0: the marked video is um, close to 40 minutes prior then okay. a trio of men wearing these drab maintenance uniforms walked into the freight area and uh, pushed a number of crates aside to reveal a hidden freight elevator and they put a couple boxes onto it and then like hit the down button and lowered the elevator. And uh, a minute later, the elevator comes back up. Nothing's on the uh, elevator at this point. Um, Interesting. You notice like when the elevator is going down, all the people present are sort of looking around sort of suspiciously. One of them, has his hand, like, reached into his pocket, and um, you think you see the bulge of a weapon under there. After that, they walk very quickly out of the room. Okay. And they, they okay. concealed the elevator again after they lowered the stuff down.
1: That's actually really good information. Okay, this works out well for my plan. How much time do I have before a servant of Eldrick Marin is brought to
0: me? If we want to jump right over to Ketho for a moment. Felicia um, <laughs> Tolbin had just passed away at Ketho's hand, she asked him to kill her because she was in so much pain and was about to die anyway.
2: Mm.
0: You uh, should make a willpower test for me because since you went over a threshold of 10 insanity points, then you have to make a trauma roll to see how it affects you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm
1: going to use a fate point. <laughs> if that's acceptable. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to go insane. Not yet.
0: yes there we go so you you don't have to take mental trauma (laughs) yes so basically you um you feel like this sort of like wave of panic starts to wash over you like oh my god i just killed someone with a knife and this wasn't a combat situation and like you feel your hand almost start to shake but then you calm your nerves you tell yourself it's what she wanted
1: it's all for the greater good
2: the greater good
0: <laughs> so Aaron's saying that uh, She was a jerk anyway
2: Yeah, she, I don't know What
1: did she do, actually? She ruined a really good party with her drama What a bitch oh, No, I was kidnapped My friends are probably dead Ugh, Come she, on, she felt, I'm just trying to dance
0: She occupied all the time Of the Housemarin torturers selfish. It is, no. it's really uh, selfish She died serving the Imperium it's serving my diabolical plan for good. I asked
1: Natalie, because I knew Eldrick Marin wasn't there, but I asked her to get me a one of his servants, one of her one of his lackeys, and bring him to me. And then I positioned myself looking all cool and tough, uh, mask on, uh, sitting on the uh on the couch next to the gruesomely murdered body of or seemingly gruesomely murdered body of Felicia Tobin.
0: Alright. Natalie's like, well, it, it might be tough to find someone, but uh, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. It's hard to tell who's who in the masks.
3: Also, can I ask a question? Yeah, um, uh, Ketho, how do, exactly do you plan on getting that corpse out of there?
0: Oh, don't... Uh, right now, it's still sitting in an armchair. Don't
3: I understand that, but there's a party going on in the next yeah.
0: room. That's fine. So, you <clears throat> as, might want to
3: make sure that no as, one else comes in.
0: As you sit here, you see, like, the skin sort of, like, under her, like upper chest area like by the collarbone is wriggling a little bit with the boarworms.
1: Is there any way I can deal with that or is that is that like okay or is that something I
0: need to I mean it's just boarworms doing boarworm stuff.
1: Okay, as long as they're over there doing their thing, that's fine. <laughs> but using the video I say I say if you find any one of these people point of faces, that might be a good start. Just say there's a uh, a visitor waiting to speak.
0: Okay, that, that's what she'll tell the serpent when she finds them.
1: Yes. Okay. And then bring them here discreetly, you know, because there's a body.
0: I'll see what I can do, but no guarantees I can actually pick someone out in these conditions.
1: Uh, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I give her the glove of Eldrick Merritt. Ask yeah. them if their master has lost this glove.
0: She, uh, oh. gets, she gets this sort of wicked grin across her face. It's like, I'll be right back. And she uh flexes her hands and you hear like cracking knuckles a bit as she uh, <laughs> goes and walks out the door. So as I'm
1: just perusing a little bit of the data slate, I make I take out my bolt pistol, I make sure I have the knife with which Felicia may or may have not been mercifully dispatched with. No, no. <laughs>
2: mercifully. The the knife that I allegedly
1: Yeah, exactly. That's someone that's... allegedly. I mean, when I see someone who works for Eldrick Marin, I will claim that it was me for sure i mean and it was so but anyways i have you know my arms are like over the back of a couch i'm like mask on looking like i own the place the (laughs) small room
0: i mean right now uh you're alone in the room so you own it
1: (laughs) i'm trying to to look like a tough customer who could be heretical (laughs) you know you're just like oh man they should look at me and be like oh wow he's a bad dude Mm-hmm. don't mess with this
0: the, guy. loaded bolt pistols tend to have that effect on observers um, <laughs> no. Yeah, as as you sit there looking like a very bad dude then downstairs the auction begins the way this is gonna work is uh, if you guys are interested in bidding on any items then you'll have essentially like, a, like a, a number of points of currency really to spend on this equal to whatever your influence score is right now If everyone wants to mark that down. That basically represents thousands of thrones. And so if you're interested in anything, then stop me and you'll be able to uh, bet on it with people. There's a number of items. There's there's like a statue of um, black stone in some sort of abstract pattern that reflects light when there's no light present and absorbs light when there is light. So it's like the reflection is entirely reversed on it. Weird. It's warp stuff. Kill it. It's heretical. Uh, just interrupt me if any of these piques your interest. Yeah, This one a, a few people bid on, so someone eventually gets it. There's uh, another thing that's this little silver filigree stand for a mauve-colored crystal. The longer you look at it, it causes like, more and more intense discomfort. Just um, an almost... Unidentifiable sense of wrongness coming from it. The uh next one, um, they uh introduce it as a um an exotic uh Xenos weapon for the discerning collector. Mm. <laughs> Martin, you can make uh intelligence check at this point. Yeah. You recognize this as um it's a, a pistol, it's a bone and uh green colored delicately curved all along its length you recognize it as an eldar shuriken pistol sweet
2: well then why didn't i get to well actually yeah i would have had plus 10 technically wouldn't
0: i i was including that i just didn't tell you what
2: it was oh all right <laughs> uh yeah that that makes sense honestly yeah roll uh forbidden lore eldar to find out what it is and but then you totally like... don't know what it is
0: yeah exactly <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, do any of you want to bid on this? Yes. Yes. No, heretical tech is evil. Yes. Yes, I'll yes. bid on
2: it. Can I?
1: Can Martin? I do a remote bid? Can I have <laughs> like a?
2: Can I have a servant
1: make a bid in my name?
0: Martin, do you want to make a bid in Ketho's name or a bid in your name? No, no I
1: don't think I'm I,
2: joking. I would. I wouldn't get real time updates, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I want that actually.
0: All right. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so, um, bidding will start at five. Oh. Gentleman over there, number 32. Yeah, and uh, there's a, a few other people around the room who raise their sign to challenge your bet. They raise their sign a couple of times and get the bid up to uh, 10. Yeah,
2: I'm going over that.
0: All right, uh, you go to 11. Other guy goes to 12. <laughs> 14. He makes a move like he's going to put his sign up for a bit and then lowers it. And you, you are now the proud owner of a, a shuriken pistol. <laughs> I'll give you the stats for it later, but it's pretty sweet. Um, How the fuck do you get ammo for that? Each clip has something like 150 bullets in it. Um Dang. The ammo is essentially like a solid rod of material, and it shaves off really, really thin slices of it and flings it at people at supersonics. Yeah, aren't they like monomolecular? It's close. Anyone who took a close look at it got their face shredded, uh, any Imperial that is. So yes, you have a Shuriken pistol now. Next, they have a um, a painting similar to the previous one. They announce it as another Delacour painting, and it uh, whenever you look at, you see these like always at the sides of your vision, you see like this torrent of unknown symbols seeming to scroll past you. Similar characteristics to the previous one you see these like weird, weird things as you seem to look at it. The, the woman in the picture smiling seems like she's got very long bangs. The, the man standing behind her has a sort of like halo of tentacles rising from behind him. Tentacles.
3: Uh, How large is the painting?
0: It's like five feet by three feet. You see these signs sort of like at the edge of your vision, but you never can actually like focus on them. Never long enough to figure out what they say. Anyone interested?
3: Uh, what's it starting at?
0: Uh, starting at 15.
2: What is that and why does it exist? <laughs> like really though.
0: Because heresy.
3: I raise the little Can't paddle. For what
2: purpose?
0: Uh, and um, several other people raise their paddles. Bidding goes up to 18. 19.
3: 20.
0: 22. 23. Hmm. 24. Some hesitation, then 25. (laughs) There's only one other person who was raising their paddle at this point. And they hesitated. My
3: only real problem with it is it's kind of large. You can't just, like, walk around with it.
0: They assure everyone that the items will be delivered to whatever location they're choosing at a time of their choosing very discreetly.
3: I'm sure, but... I'm probably not going to go off-world with this thing. <laughs> uh, I probably don't want to, but...
0: Well, we can fit in the gun cutter, probably. Uh, you can absolutely fit it in the gun cutter. Okay, uh, 26. They do not raise their paddle. You have it. A De La Corp painting. As each item is called, then um, people in these like somber black robes and white masks have like, carried the items silently onto the pedestal in the center, where um, some lights bathe the center in delicate light. The next item, one of the people comes forward and like lays out some black velvet on the table, and then spills out a little bag of gemstones onto them. Marvelously polished, like, ovular gemstones shining brilliantly. Martin, will you make me another intelligence check? You recognize that these gems are also um, Eldar in origin. For whatever reason, these stones are very highly prized by Eldar, and any humans who've acquired them have wound up either disappearing or very, very messily killed. Um,
2: They're soul stones, aren't they? My nothing. I don't even know what you can do with those besides get killed by Eldar. <laughs> I don't think you can do anything with them.
3: Yeah, if you do buy those, you might have, like, slanesh cultists following you around yeah yeah
0: the bidding starts at seven and some people bid on it raising it to ten anyone interested <laughs> no one wants to get killed by eldar tyrus you feel like a psychic pressure in your mind like someone's trying to send you a message psychically
3: Okay, if this is the mind scanning thing, I know that I can intentionally fail my willpower roll to let the message through.
0: It's not so much a message, but like emotion transmitted through the mind. Like an emotion of uh, great tragic loss and longing.
3: Do I think that I'm picking this up from those crystals specifically, or am I not sure where it's coming from?
0: Make a sinusience check. The crystals are acting sort of as a relay for it, but it's a message coming from somewhere else. You don't know where, though.
2: I think I know about player knowledge. (laughs) I still wouldn't touch them.
0: (laughs) If no one places bets on it, then someone else will get that. Going once, going twice, sold. And then uh, one other noble um, takes that one next they bring out a little ornate like a, a little box of fine cigars that one goes there's a, a couple people interested in that there's a selection of fine wines purported to be from a xenos winery in fact there's a uh, quite a lot of people interested in that one it goes for a very high price then uh they bring out a little case with two dozen preloaded injectors with this dark sort of reddish colored liquid. This is one of the items you saw when you opened up the crates that you found earlier on the bike. They introduced it as a recreational drug, Dusk Leaf Extract. As soon as this is announced, then you see Eldrick Marin's paddle shoots up immediately. Bidding starts at five.
3: Well, I'm not interested in it, but is the fact that Eldrick wants it means that he can't have it? I don't yeah. know. It might make sense.
2: Not only that, but if we get it, we piss him off even more, which is a bonus.
1: Um... He's got to be trusted. You shouldn't let him have it. No drugs for him.
0: Martin and Zarkov, both of you can make intelligence rolls. All right. Yay! Hey, you did it!
2: <laughs> One right.
0: point! Well, you've both heard of Duskleaf Extract. It's a, a recreational drug that sort of um introduces these like vivid... Dreamlike visions and people sometimes they're hallucinations, sometimes they actually bear some resemblance to real events. Nothing that is reliable, but it's a very potent and very highly addictive narcotic. Hmm.
2: So basically, peyote mixed with heroin. Yeah, I don't do drugs. What about you, John? Uh, Zarcott doesn't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, no, I I was saying we should get it just so that he can't have it.
2: Yeah, you're right. That's hilarious, actually, now that I think about it. But you're probably not going to buy anything.
3: I've already spent about half of my pool. Yeah, I I
2: mean, me too. I'm like at a, I used to spend like a third of it.
3: I radio into Zarkov, like, mind taking this one? I'd rather that uh, Eldrick Marin not leave this room with that item.
2: Mm. Yes. I'll do it for my one
0: friend, Ketho.
3: <laughs>
0: at least Aww. make him pay overpay. <laughs> Alright. Eldrick raises it to 7. I raise it to 8. 9. 10. 11. 12. 13. I can't
2: believe can count that high.
0: He's not hesitating at all? No hesitation. 16. He raises it to 20. 25. You can, like... Feel him glaring at you across the room. <laughs> um, yes. He's like, it's like so. Anyone wish to raise it higher? Um, he raises it to thirty-five. Oh, All right. Yeah, shit. I, I drop
3: out. I drop yeah. out. Oh my god. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Really? Hold on. What's your What's your pool of influence? Forty-four.
2: Oh my god. I mean, no. but th- thirty-five. It's like John. <laughs> I, Do I, I, I don't want it. 40. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I mean... I don't want to pay
0: all of my influencers for this. Um,
2: <laughs> what are you going to use it on, though? Like, candy? I don't know. Who knows? There might be an awesome sniper rifle that comes up.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> uh,
2: well, uh, well, all right. You know, well, I'm not uh, going to make you do it. It is a lot.
0: So he um, then just glowers at you a bit, but then sort of looks sort of smug and satisfied. You know, the rest of the stuff is weird, like trinkets and jewelry, that sort of thing none of which is particularly relevant for an Acolyte. Then they have some books on Xenos, um, um, mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in that.
2: What is it exactly?
0: Books that have been like declared like unsafe by the Inquisition on Xenos. A collection of five volumes.
2: What are the subjects, though?
0: Brenner's Atlas Obscura. Subjects are on um, various alien species found within the Calyxis sector. Hmm. Sounds like something up your alley. Starting bit is at 10. Alright. You do so, that? Yep. 11? 12? 15? No one else takes it.
2: Alright, that was easy. There you go.
0: You didn't have several heretical volumes. <laughs> <laughs> These
2: are going to my special library. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You do understand that if we get found with any of these things, we can be, like, killed as heretics?
3: We'll well, they're evidence. Yeah. Ah, they're okay. It. They're keeping it out of the hands of the population.
2: I am probably not really going to use them, but they're conversation
0: pieces. <laughs> yes.
3: I suggest getting an additional lock for your footlocker, though.
0: <laughs> so the the final item of the auction is a... um, They have a sword crafted of this... Bone-like material. It's the same color scheme as the pistol, so you surmise it's also an Eldar weapon. One of the people demonstrates. It has perfect balance, very nice heft.
3: How obvious is it that it's an Eldar sword?
0: Uh, it's obvious. It's not Imperial. Damn. I'm gonna start bidding on it. Bidding starts at 15. All right, I go to the 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh. 20, 21, 22, 25, 27, 30, Silent. you got it, yay! now have an Eldar sword,
2: yay,
0: I hope to leave it in an Eldar's face,
3: <laughs> I don't really see your character accepting that though, wouldn't he be very much against carrying a weapon like
2: well, that? And honestly, I was originally thinking I might just give it to you as repayment for buying me the sword. (laughs) But I don't know, is your character cool with such things?
3: Well, you don't know. He doesn't really like to talk about those sorts of things. Very true. (laughs) So you could try. We'll have to play that out and see how he
0: reacts. (laughs) Alrighty. So, uh, and with that, the auction concludes. Ketha, what were you doing during the auction? Actually, you are waiting for a while. It's uh, about 20 minutes or so before Natalie Corvus comes back, half leading, half dragging a person in mask and whatnot into the room. Uh, when this happens, the performance ends, and there's applause from outside, and the, the lights are coming on as she shuts the door behind her. The guy she brought in just looks at you and is like, well, I, what's going on? And then he looks over and sees Felicia... And, like, opens his mouth to scream, but Natalie claps her hand over his mouth. She, um, pulls one of the hairpins out of her hair, and you notice it's very, very sharp, actually. And she holds it up to his neck. Says, don't make a sound.
1: I sort of, like, wave my bolt pistol in his direction, just saying, don't worry. Just do what you're told, and you won't get hurt. You may have a sense of who I am. I sort of like gesture to the room and uh, I simply need you to send a message to your master.
0: He just looks fearfully from side to side then just nods vigorously.
1: Very very good. Very good. I am ready to meet him. The hour is later than we'd like. And I think it's about time that uh, he reconvenes With us, because sadly, we think he's gone off track.
0: He looks kind Uh, of puzzled, but sort of slowly nods. Natalie's still not removing her hand from his mouth.
1: It's a little above your pay grade, don't worry about it. We're just a little angry,
0: that's all. He nods vigorously again.
1: Yeah. Why don't you take the quickest way to him? Might be that hidden freight elevator.
0: He just looks sort of puzzled.
1: Well, you better start asking around about it. I know more about what you're up to than you do. It's sort of funny. Anyways, send him a message. He has to find me. Talk to my agent. Have him talk to my local agent. Ketho is his name. Have mm-hmm. him seek him out, and we'll arrange a uh, a
0: meeting. Mm-hmm.
3: You're using your real name?
1: Yeah. All right. So. He has to be able to actually find me, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: on my terms. And I expect him to come to uh, to me in secret. We do have to keep some things hush, hush. I use the knife, the bloody knife, to do the, the shush thing.
0: Yeah, the blood's still dripping down it.
1: <laughs> do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Okay. I it's nodding.
1: Okay. Tell him to search out Ketho. Do it quietly and alone because we are not having any more accidents. There have been far too many <laughs> messes that I've already had to clean up. I motion to Felicia's body.
0: He makes this frightened half-strangle, half-squeak noise.
1: <laughs> and frankly, you know, I'm ready to retire. I'm tired of working. So tell him I don't want to do, clean up any more of his messes. So he needs to meet with Kethel as fast as possible. He nods. <laughs> Wait here a moment. I stand up. I put the knife away and the bolt pistol away. Mm -hmm. Just make myself look more casual like I was before. Yeah. We're going to step out briefly in, eh, give it a minute. Then you can scream and shout and say, oh, someone's been murdered in here. You don't know what's happened, so you won't really be detained and then run off and tell Give Lord okay. a message, okay? Yeah, you're like on the
0: verge of tears.
1: <laughs> don't worry, you'll be you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You just do this. You're a- okay with the right people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and I, I motion to to Natalie.
0: All right, and she um gives him like almost like a poke, just like presses it a little harder into his neck, and then withdraws the hairpin, slots it back into her hair. And then walks out of the room with you is this the point where you're gathering up the um force staff and the combat shotgun
1: oh you know what i should i actually i will grab those things before we leave Mm -hmm. further scaring the poor fellow
0: yeah and so (laughs) as you walk out everyone's back to dancing you sort of like sidle along the wall so nobody really has seen you just yet where do you go
1: I tell Natalie about the freight elevator. I say, we might as we could go uh, investigate. I motion to the items I have. This could be a good cover.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We can definitely do that now. Perfect. Yes. This will be
1: another follow my lead. We'll probably place some more blame on Eldrick Marin for a few things.
0: <laughs> I like that plan.
1: I start making my way to the hidden freight elevator.
0: All right. As you move into the freight area, You have to go through the kitchens to do it, but you sort of, uh, the kitchen staff just sort of keep about their business and don't really look up at you. By the time you get into the um, right area, then you hear shouting behind you like, someone's been murdered. Murder, help, help, dogs. And then uh, there starts to be like people sort of like gasping and like murmuring around and then heavy footfalls of guards running over.
1: Uh, I just make my way over to the area where I saw the freight elevator walking with purpose.
0: Yep, uh, no one no one's in there.
1: Uh, okay, well, I uh, clear open a path and i'll, I'll get on and I say, unless we'll see where the rabbit hole goes.
0: She nods and um sort of like reaches uh, under the sort of mantle she's wearing and uh, pulls out a stub automatic. Um, yeah. checks checks the ammunition and racks the slide. No, screws on a silencer.
1: And I say to her, we don't need to go guns blazing, but uh, look as evil as you can. Heretical, even. I keep my mask on, but I mess up the hair behind
0: it. <laughs> she, uh, she rearranges the hairpins into a more menacing angle, I guess. <laughs> and you guys go down the elevator? Yes. Alright. Each of the auctioneer attendees are now proud owners of something heretical. As the auction closes out, then you're um, you're all ushered back the way you came. Do you guys do anything on the way out?
2: Well, there's no way we have access to, like, the items. Like, can we, like, put a tracker view on all the items that we don't take with us? Say, like, the drugs that um, Eldrick Meriden had?
0: If you slunk into the shadows and tried to... Um, Evade the notice of the guards, then you could potentially sneak back in after everyone had left. Are you going to try and do that?
2: Yeah, okay. why not? Mm-hmm.
0: Make me just a stealth roll right now. All right. Yeah. So um, the guards are all sort of just a couple of them go into like the back door where all the people carrying the heretical items had brought them out. The rest file out with the rest of the guests, and you manage to slip back in through the back door before it closes all the way shut. And it leads to a very darkened corridor. When that happens, like, one of the guards looks around a little bit, but it opens into a room with some support beams along the side, and you duck behind one of them. And then uh, they keep going along their way. And so um, when the next session starts, then you'll be infiltrating behind enemy lines. And the Ketho and Natalie go down the hatch. Awesome. Yes. So that'll be it for the night.
1: Cliffhanger.
0: Yes. You will see next just how deep the rabbit hole goes. Well,
1: only a floor or two,
0: I think. Yeah. It's it's, it's not that deep. It's maybe three stories. (laughs) Okay. So that's the night. Everybody gets... 150 experience for the day. Woo. Yeah, that that'll do it for tonight then. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. All righty. Cool.
2: Good night, guys. a right. well, Good see night. You. Thanks, see you all later. The best yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com.
3: The gifts of the chaos
1: gods.